What's up, everyone? You're listening to another episode of What a Trip today. Today's a day. It's a smoking from the sidelines episode. Got the boy Kenny on the one, the only. What's up, bro? How are you? Hey, I, did you hear the music? Well, because I've been wondering too. Like, did you hear everything from the roadcaster? Yeah, you know, I heard the music pretty, pretty good. That's really cool. I'm actually, I'm surprised by that, honestly, bro. Um, fucking, I just want to start this off by saying. Damn, bro, I wish you were here yesterday. Honestly, we were like, fuck, Kenny's not going to be here for the card. But, dude, I don't know about the prelims. The prelims I didn't really pay attention to too much. I'm not going to lie. They weren't so very, uh, they weren't super up there. But the, the main card, the title fights, bro. Honestly, I, I didn't think any of them disappointed. So let's start off at the top. Let's start off with Usman versus Masvidal. I'll let you start off, bro. Kick this off. Give you a take. Uh, shit, well, I'm, I'm out here reporting live in a desert. From Vegas, uh, live from Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, uh, we came to visit, uh, my girl's, uh, sister, you know, mm. uh, her man's into fights, so, uh, we ordered the fight yesterday, it was yeah. pretty cool, and, uh, yeah, dude, the main event, I mean, you know, there was a lot of hype going into it, you know, and of course it just didn't, uh, I mean, we knew, and I'm sure you knew too, that yeah. it, it wasn't going to be a stand battle and it was going to be who knocks out who, you know? So, yeah. uh, Usman, had a lot. Usman had a lot to lose, you know, and uh, Corey still had a lot to gain. I don't think he lost much uh, after losing to Usman. I and mean, he, showed, he showed a a pretty, pretty damn good look of himself there, you know? And I'm like, uh, I think the official staff was... Uh, Five out of 16 takedowns for Usman. So I was like, damn, he stuffed 11 takedowns. You know, I'm like, damn, that's pretty damn good work, you know. And, and it, it didn't look like Usman can just uh, blast a double leg or grab a single and just drag him down. You know, it looked like he really had to work for him to, to, to bring him down. And you know what? I, and, that uh, that even really then, surprised dude, me. Oh, no, no, continue, continue. Yeah, I was like, wow. No, it's all good. I, I was surprised too, bro, because uh, Jorge's uh, – Wrestling was a lot better than, I mean, because I watched Damian Minus fight with him, and that was a long time ago, you know, and uh, he's a different fighter since then, and yeah, he showed it, dude. I mean, he, he stuffed his uh, his takedowns. He had to, you know, pretty much get grind, uh, grinded against the wall, and uh, shit, yeah. dude, I was just, I was more impressed with uh, his defensive uh, wrestling, and then uh, even when he had him in his guard, you know, he looked like he was scrambling pretty good, and he hit him with some good shots, some good elbows on the ground, and uh, it just wasn't enough, you know. He just yeah. he gassed out by the second second round, and yeah, dude, I think we yeah, all kind of had I mean, that, that feeling, huh? We had that feeling that like Usman would probably go out there and dominate, or like I mean, not dominate, but fight a fight like this, you know, like a very boring all five rounds, just keep you on the wall, or just keep you pressured up, you know, and like take advantage of the lack of wrestling. Let's say not not even lack of wrestling because Malvidal showed. Bro, so much more than I was expecting. I thought he was going to get out there and get ragdolled the whole time. So now that you say those stats, 5 out of 16, that's actually like, damn, I'm I'm very, very surprised. Because, like you said, he doesn't lose much with this fight. He came in, was six days notice, fucking, had, it was a fight that he was supposed to get beforehand, you know what I mean? So like, he really didn't lose much stock value. But I actually really liked the way he looked in the first round just himself because he probably had the most gas in the tank at that time. And, like, when he got taken down, like you said, very active, at least throwing elbows or trying to hit strikes from that bottom position. And then when he got to the feet, he was very active on the feet. The body kicks were looking fucking nice. 
I just wish he would have had that little bit of gassing. So maybe the you think the conditioning did play like a a factor in it. Like, do you think his gas tank would have been a lot lot better if he had been conditioned like training the whole time? Um. Yeah. I think I I I think he was training the whole time. Mm. Just not as vigorous as uh, I think someone would. You know, because I think that twenty pound weight cut getting off the plane and all that shit, the jet lag and all that. I think mm. it does uh, affect. A fighter, you know, regardless if it's Jorge or anyone else, you know. Yeah, for and sure. And I think it, um, Usman, a little, well, you know, he didn't look uh, totally himself. Uh, I think it just affected every fighter on the card, you know. And I think with Jorge, I think the weight cut kind of just exhausted him a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, not so much, but I, it was enough to. We, we've seen a significance in his in his striking. You know, like it slowed down. He didn't really have pop behind it anymore. Yeah, it was just like. You know, like, uh, like late in the and late in the fight, I was like, "Oh, he has to finish him." And I just seen the labored punches, and it just didn't look like he was uh, gonna hit him with anything that hurt him. You know, so but he was he was in it to the end, bro. You know, yeah. and it was it showed a lot of heart. You know, so I like yeah. I was telling uh, everybody here too. Uh, it it just it comes down to the situation. Like, I think the 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 octagon and inside the arena was like climate controlled. So it wasn't hot. So I wouldn't say that the, um, the heat got to them. I think just the overall environment, you know, like the waking up at a different time to fight, mm-hmm. you know, like they were fighting what, like seven in the morning, eight in the morning, you know? Yeah. I think even, and, uh, even later or something like that for over here, technically over here, I think it'd be like three in the morning or something like that for them. Oh no, 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 no. I'm bullshitting. I'm bullshitting. It was like 10 o'clock for them or something like that. Right. Like for the fighters that were out in uh, right. Well, I know. You know. I I know it's like a eleven hour difference, and they're eleven. They're ahead eleven hours. So, mm-hmm. uh, the main car started what seven, so that means it was like six o'clock over there in the morning, but the next day. I'm sure that did play a so big factor, Sunday. honestly, because I, I you could just see. I feel like I I could see it in a lot of their faces, you know, and like if we are saying that like it played a. I mean, honestly, I, I just want to go back to Usman Masvidal fight really quickly. It's like talking about how, like, if Masvidal didn't look completely ready, then I think maybe Uz, like Usman didn't look all there either. Like, he didn't look like the great nah. guy that he is. You know what I mean? And so, like, I nah. was really questioning yeah. that. I was like, maybe the maybe him, like, fucking just not being prepared for this Masvidal fight, being more prepared for the Burns fight, maybe that played a more like a bigger factor than I was even expecting, you know, like the late notice call, but still regardless, he would still have a better tank than Masvidal just because of the fact that he was training up until those days. You know what I mean? Like he had a, maybe a little bit of a longer training camp, bro. So, so after this man, fucking Usman, I, I'm going to say that was a boring ass performance. Like a GSP would do, you know what I mean? Just get the win, grind it out. You think next for sure is going to be Burns? Or, or, or like Ariel Hawani said, and I agree on it, should Burns fight Edwards, and then that's number one. What do you think, bro? Um, I think it just all depends on uh, how quick those fighters want to fight. You know, like, I've, yeah. you know, like Edwards is like, I want a title fight or, or nothing. You know, and I, I heard him talk about that they're barely starting to open up gyms over there in England and mm-hmm. the UK and stuff. So uh, maybe he can start getting into a training camp regiment type thing. And maybe, uh, you know, if he wants to fight, he's going to have to fight Burns. 
But if he wants a title fight, he's going to have to wait for the winner of Usman and whoever else they're going to give him. Yeah. And I believe uh, uh, Burns is going to be the next opponent for Usman. And, uh, yeah, so I I think Burns, they there's a, there's behind, there's a lot behind that story, too. You yeah. know, like the hype that was already built into him. Like, damn, he's he stepped, he's the next man up. Like, fuck it, you know, and he beat Tyrone Woodley pretty convincingly. So uh, I had a question, bro. Honestly, sorry to cut you off. Actually, continue your point, but I have a question for you afterwards. Uh, yeah, I just think Burns is uh, is the next man up again, you know, and then Mm. the winner of uh of that, you know, I think uh that should be Leon, you know, like I I mean, if Burns beats Usman and it's another uh five round dominance, you know, it's like uh, I mean, we've seen them give uh rematches to uh to Max, you know, after a five round. Mm-hmm. Uh, domination so i think he wasn't getting that rematch if he loses to burns but if he say he gets sparked dude or gets choked out or something you know uh i think burns will just get the next man that's the next top contender you know which be, would be uh edwards yeah dude that'd, know, be, that'd be a, that'd be a long way edwards and burns. That, that's a good matchup right there oh, between yeah, the two honestly um what i was wondering is what i was going to ask you is um considering the i mean like honestly i i feel deservingly uh, Edwards deserves the title shot next, you know, just because he's gone on like a 13 fight win streak in the same division that he's in. Last time he lost was to the champion. And then you have Burns, who is a guy that's, I mean, he's fucking done some impressive things, you know, but like you really think about it, he maybe only has like four fights in the, like at that weight class, you know, and the fights go, they jump really big, you know, as opposed to like Edwards, like he's had a steady. Like a steady rate of good fighters, you know, but then you got Burns. It's like yeah, he went from position to position, and then he went all the way up to fucking one. You know what? What I mean with uh, with uh, Woodley. So it's like it, with the body of work, I think Edward deserves it more. But like I understand with everything going on that why Burns has such hype. You know what I mean? Yeah, Burns got skyrocketed for sure, dude. I mean, it's just that that guy's willing to uh, to fight on short notice yeah. and. And uh, he's putting on good performances at that, you know. So it's it's just the UFC loves that, you know. Especially right now, they're desperate for uh, you know talent. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to put on good uh, fights, you know. And they now that they built up Burns' name uh, a little bit more, um, you know, that's that's the guy that's kind of like the he's the new flavor right now, you know. Yeah. So that's what people are liking. Whereas Ed, Edwards, his resume speaks for itself. Do you look at his past three fights alone, you know, and it's like those those guys right there and the way he beat them, you know, it's just, it's like. It speaks for itself. You can't overlook him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it speaks for itself. But, you know, uh, he's just being overlooked because he doesn't have the personality that draws uh, the the casual fans, you know. Right now, you got a lot of casual fans because, you know, this is the only sport that's really, you know, cracking. Mm-hmm. So, um, you got, you just, you got a guy who's, you know, a humble fighter and he's very well skilled, you know, and people, hardcore fans will appreciate him and they do, you know, um, it's just, he doesn't, he's not that guy that, you know, like Burns, he does, he has a personality. People like mm-hmm. his interviews. They like the way he speaks and, and being that he's Brazilian and his English is really damn good. You know, that I think that plays a huge uh, factor in his popularity. That's very true, honestly. I think that is a big factor, huh? Like the, the way that he draws a crowd in and stuff. It's just it's more appealing yeah, and the t- shit talking. It's all about the numbers, dude. Because I was looking huh. on YouTube, 
And uh, just the numbers for Masvidal's uh, interview, like his uh, the face-off interview, I guess, mm. after they faced off and they went on stage and they were, um, you know, answering some questions, it had 160-something thousand uh, views, you know, with, within an hour or whatever it dropped. Mm. And, uh, you know, because they split it up into videos, right? So the first video was Jorge's and the second one was uh, Marty's. And fucking Marty's had like 60 and, and some change thousand within that same time frame. So I'm like, dude, that's just supposed to show you where their eyes are at. You know, yeah. like they like somebody who's brash and open. And, and dude, I do fucking George after the, uh, the fight, the press conference, dude, he was just class, just was dripping class, dude. He was just uh, very humble and, and, and his loss. He was just like, you know what? It's just not my best performance. I don't want people. I don't want you guys to use that six days as a, a excuse as why I didn't perform good. It's mm-hmm. just, I, he goes, I under, made it certain parts of his game and other parts of his game i i knew that i trained pretty good for you know so i just think is uh there's some things that he oh you know what i need to work on this i need to work on on getting myself off the cage and because that's really what one of the fights he pressed him up against the cage and just just little strikes little shoulder yeah. shoulder strokes little foot stomps and enough to just irritate him and keep keep moving because he knew that if he didn't keep working they was gonna get um, split apart, and obviously, uh, Jorge had the the advantage on the feet. Yeah, you know, and it was later in the rounds that that Kamaru had the the volume on him because he had already had gassed out. So mm-hmm. his his jab he, that's what uh, uh, Masvidal said that his jab was a lot you know better than he than he thought. So I think he was just uh, able to get some numbers after uh, Jorge got tired out. And, Cause I looked at the numbers at the end of the fight and it said like 200 and something strikes for Usman and like 60 or 80 for George. And I'm like, damn. what the fuck? 280. Like, are we, what are we scoring here? You know? So I'm like, damn, they scored the uh, shoulder strikes by everything the, too. Yeah. Shoulder so um, it's, it's weird the way they, they scored it. You know, like I have another problem too, with the way they scoring knockdowns. Like I, I think, I don't know, we'll get to that in a little yeah. bit, but yeah, yeah we'll I t- think George. Uh, I was gonna talk about this one real quick, bro. But no, no, sorry, go. Hey, there's a little lag, honestly. There's a little bit of lag because the Zoom shit. It's it's getting me off a little. It's catching me off. But continue. Say <laughs> what are you gonna say next for George, bro? Yeah, uh, I'll just uh, I'll just say that George needs to chill for about six months. He probably won't fight the rest of the year, and if he does, it'll probably be end of the year. You know, and uh, I think. He should get like Colby or maybe a Leon Edwards since there's a beef with both those guys, you know, and that'll yeah. sell just as good. So yeah, honestly, right now you know. can make I, any fight I, for Miles, huh? Pretty much, yeah. He'll, it, but he wants big fights, you know. Mm-hmm. So he wants to get back to the title. I, I give him like, if he wins two more times and uh, very decisively, or he knocks people out again two more two more times, uh, I think he's back up there again. I could definitely see that, dude. Him being right in title connection with like a big win, because I mean, the way he lost wasn't bad. We we I thought he was gonna get destroyed, destroyed, you know. And like that first round was competitive. It was really close. I mean, he even stuffed a couple takedowns in the first round. So I was like, damn, like he's really he has his opportunities, you know. Like if he was really on a a full fight camp uh, condition, like stayed in shape or just stayed on it, maybe he would do a lot better. Um, something interesting that I heard from the um. The event, like I saw someone make the comment on Twitter and they said it gives you an, 
insight into how the UFC looks at business. Because it says, for Paige Van Zandt, they book her as a draw, but don't give her more money because she is not elite enough for the pay, right? And then they have Curtis right. Blades, for example, who is elite enough for it, but not enough of a draw, so they don't book him like a draw. They don't pay him enough because he's he's not a draw. But as far as being elite goes, he has that, you know? So, like, you really need both of them to get the money in the UFC. Like, you need to be a draw and you need to have the skill because one or the other, it doesn't always do it for you. You really have to, like, bring a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, that's a very interesting point because you have two completely different, like, I mean, two different weight classes, a male and a female, but, like, it's the same situation in reverse, you know? And, like, Blades is a guy that's fucking good as fuck, but he just, he's, he just doesn't have, like, the big attention to him. He doesn't talk shit or anything like that. And then Paige, she's just someone that's, like, really fucking cool, super out there, bubbly and shit, makes you want to, like, watch her and stuff, but she's not as good. I mean, fucking Hebos. God, we'll get to that afterwards, but goddamn. Um, you want to skip? you have any last words for the George versus uh, Maz Usman fight? Um, nah, I mean, my opinion doesn't change on Usman. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's a damn good fighter. He's skilled as, at what he does, but um, he's just... He's just not appealing to the eyes to most people, you know, even the, even some hardcore fans that just didn't like the way it went down, you know, and I mean, it is what it is, you know, so I think, uh, I think he, he can, he's not unbeatable, you know, there's, I've seen even uh, him watching, uh, watching George, like there's someone out there that's going to beat him, you know, Mm -hmm. and if George was able to stuff his takedowns, there's somebody who's going to be a little bit more dangerous, you know, like, and maybe with a little bit more size, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, I, I got to watch back that Leon Edwards fight. Cause I don't remember it, but, um, I think Leon dude, the way, especially the way he's been looking, he, he's a problem for Usman, I think yeah. and I, he's the biggest problem other than, other than Kobe. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen Kobe, uh, I mean, that fight was two, two going to the fifth round, you know, uh, when they fought in December. So, I mean, Usman's not unbeatable. He's not uh, a gladiator, you know what I'm saying? But he he just has the heart. And, I mean, other than me not liking him, dude, he's one, one hell of a fighter. You know? Yeah, honestly, as a fighter, he's yeah, I- he's come out and showed again that he could win the big fights even when the pressure's on. And, I mean, I give him a lot of credit, honestly, for just the fact that he took the fight and actually accepted it with Masvidal, you know, because he had a lot to lose at the same time. And, like, he really wasn't gaining too much off winning. Like, I mean, nobody really hyped him up because, of course, like, the built-ins excuses are already there. But I'm glad that Masvidal went out the way he did and even, like, like you said in the interviews, was, like, very, um, took that shit. He just, like, took it, ate that shit, you know, and, like, kind of brushed it off and was like, yeah, like, I had my mistakes, but I'm going to get better. Like, it just, I'm not going to use any excuses or anything like that. So I was like, that's really cool to see. Um I want fucking Usman to fight Edwards because Edwards, that was such a good fight, bro. It was so close. Edwards was stuffing a lot of takedowns, keeping him on the feet. And if Edwards gets even better with the takedowns now and then just picks him apart on the feet. Because in the first fight, he had a lot of success in the later rounds. Usman did. Usman had a lot of success in the later rounds because he got him gassed and he was able to take him down a little bit easier as opposed to the first rounds where he had more energy. You know what I'm saying? So I think Edwards would probably probably be the best fight for him. Um, not best fight, but more like the most challenging fight other than Burns. But honestly, man, Burns is a killer. I really can't say. I haven't, I feel like I can't even, um, compare Burns to anybody else or even like 
say he he'll won't do good or even will do good just because I haven't seen him against like high level people at 170 yet. You know, I've only seen him against Tyron Woodley so far, and really that's all I have like that I can think of that I that I think is high level. High level is just Woodley. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. you got Damian Maya. You know, oh yeah, he slept them. You know, so mm-hmm. that that was the that was like his uprising. It, uh, after that, you know, because right. I mean, he lo- he took on Alexei Konchenko, uh, and Knocked I think out. he took on Gunnar Nelson. Mm-hmm. You know, those are both good fights. You know, but um, I mean, good fighters, but they're not nowhere near the household name like Damian Maya and Tyron, Tyron Woodley. You know, so or like a those two wins alone shot him up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was <laughs> trying to segue. All the way up to the top. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of that, but. I want to hear your thoughts on this first, because I, I know how I feel about the fight. I really have uh, to. But I, want to see how, how, how you... I have to watch the fight back again. I was watching it a bit earlier again, and I started rewatching it. Uh, but I'll just tell you how I thought in the moment. So in the moment, I was watching the fight, okay. and I'm like, "Cool, first round, Max. It was a close round. Well, it was pretty close, like as far as like Alex still in it. You know, he was hitting him with some good shots, but I thought Max edged him out the first round. Second round, I thought the same." I thought Max edged him out. I was like, okay, Max is still putting the pieces together, you know, and he actually looked a lot more composed, and he didn't look like he was, um, the first fight, it looked like he kept rushing in and kind of, like, making the steps, you know, and it was easy for Alex to counter strike off of that and, like, move because he was, he was backing up a lot, you know, and this time it seemed more like, like, Max was more controlled, more calm, and more analytical about what he was doing. He actually, his performance just in general, it was surprised me just off the fact that he said he didn't have a training camp and all that shit. So then I started seeing, like, the third round. And I was like, oh, third round? I think Alex got a takedown that round, honestly. I'm not too sure if that's the one, but I was thinking that he was winning that round, too. I was like, oh, I could see Max edging this out barely, but I, Alex is still in this. Like, he's he's winning the fight. Not winning the fight, but he's uh he's still closely contesting the fight. Still in here. And then it came around the fourth and fifth. And then the fourth and the fifth, that's when Alex was getting those takedowns. He wasn't really doing much with the takedowns, but he was getting the takedowns. You know, he was getting them down regardless. And so to me, I was drunk yesterday. I'm going to be honest with that. So I'm going to say I had beer goggles on. But to me, (laughs) I was like, fuck, Max got robbed, bro. I was like, sad as fuck. Like, he had this fight. I really thought the only reason why they ended up calling it for Alex was because, like, the later rounds, the championship rounds, that's when he came on and he really started, like, have the slight edge, you know, like, really be ahead. It wasn't. I didn't think it was a robbery per se. Now that I think about it, but it, it was a it was a close fight. Honestly, um, what do you think about it? Um, it was a lot closer fight than the first one. I'll tell you that. Yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. The first one, I thought he beat Max Killer to post like five rounds out of five. You know, um, but this one, uh, it it looked like Volkanovski. It looked like he wasn't there the first two rounds. You know, and mm-hmm. it was like. His timing was off, and it looked like Max just looked a little bit more. Uh, he didn't look like just a boxer. He was in there kicking, and I was like, "Oh, all right." So he's been practicing his kickboxing. Like, mm-hmm. all right, like every kick that Alex landed on him, Max would throw one, or yeah. maybe even throw two. You know, so he's like, "I'm not gonna fucking lose this fight on yeah. points again." That's, that's probably what he, he's thinking. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, it just looked like Max had his had. Uh, Alex's timing off, or Alex's timing is just off on Max, you know, and uh, I just, I just didn't think uh, it was going to go his way, you know, and then the third round was 
closest to me, you know, like, yeah. as far as the numbers go, it shows it's a lot closer throughout the whole fight than, than what I, what I visually saw, you know, and, yeah. um, and, uh, yeah, so it really, it just comes down to the third round to me, you know, like fourth and fifth, I thought it went handily to, to Alex and first and second went handily to Max, mm -hmm. and, you know, and that third round, you know, just off numbers, you know, uh, Alex had 25 of 52 and Max had 15 of 47, you know, and, yeah. uh, it's, I don't know. So, so just based off those alone, you're, you're, you know, it's just like, Oh, off numbers. It's like, damn, well, Alex won that fight, mm -hmm. but it wasn't, it was just a, shift. so like the beginning of the third round, it was Max, you know? And then there was like a shift, like yeah. Alex just brought it on. He finished the round off strong. And then from there, just just carried out the um, the same same thing from the third round. So it was a real close fight. You know, I didn't think it was a a, a robbery, especially because at the end of the the fight, the scorecards read uh, 48-47 on both sides, and it was just down to that last judge yeah. to how he seen it. So that split just it wasn't it wasn't crazy, you know, because Max didn't to me Max didn't do enough to beat him. You know, mm -hmm. and then off numbers alone, it just shows you like, oh yeah, Max didn't land enough, you know. So, yeah. um, and they didn't score Max uh, those two uh, quote unquote uh, knockdowns, you know. Yeah. And then I'm, I watched it back, you know, clip, and I'm like, oh yeah, they're they're in MMA. It's so weird because they don't. Have, I I was digging and digging on on Google, yeah, and I couldn't find like. There's not a designated rule for like what a knockdown is. In boxing, it's totally different. So in boxing, a knockdown is when any part of the of your body touches the canvas. So like if say you get hit and your 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 glove touches the ground, that's considered a knockdown in boxing. However, like in MMA, since you're able to grapple and you're on the floor, as long as I think your ass or your shoulder don't touch or like your back, any part of your back touch the ground off, off of a strike. I don't think it's considered a knockdown. Uh, so when, uh, in the first round, when uh, Max hit him with a head kick, that was cool. I was yeah. like, that head kick was like, Man, I, was, I, I did not see that shit coming. When do we but see I him throw kicks and shit? Right. You know? So that was like, wow. I was, I was, he looked like a different fighter almost. Mm -hmm. I'm, and that just goes to show you how young Max Holloway is, mm -hmm. dude. Like he's still, he could still learn, you know? And I mean, dude, to this day, I still love Max. Max always, he's one, one hell of a fighter, you know? And he's a good dude. He's, he's one hell of a good dude. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think when he had landed a head kick, Alex was already kind of backing up and just kind of caught him off balance. Mm. And literally because his knee hit the ground and he popped back up, mm -hmm. you know? So I was like, okay, see how that would probably be considered a knockdown, especially because the commentator's like, oh, you know, like they get all kind of, you know, riled up. So they, they might influence the judge a little. But um, so I can see how the first two rounds went to Max, even though the numbers were so close. I mm -hmm. think because of the effect, and see that's in the the the, the rules too is effective striking. So the, the obviously to the judges that a strike was effective enough to like take him off his feet a little bit, even mm -hmm. if it was. You know, so I can see, even though it wasn't scored a knockdown, they were like, oh, that was a uh, a big significant strike that played a role into the into him winning that round, you know? Yeah. Same thing with the second round. When he that uppercut 
uh, Alex Clip going in. Alex hit, dropped his super quick, popped back up, and, and threw a couple punches. Mm. So same thing with that. I don't consider that a knockdown either because he didn't get dropped to his ass real quick or uh, fall back onto his back, you know. And, and, like, I was watching a video from a few years ago, uh, and, and uh, John McCarthy and, and uh, Herb Dean were sitting down with these with these two guys. And uh, they're, they're talking about the levels of a knockdown. I guess there's, like, five levels of a knockdown supposedly uh-huh. but this is for the refs to, to be aware of so the first one obviously being where they fall and they put their hands down and catch themselves oh yeah, they yeah, fall yeah. On their ass, but but they're still kind of uh alert he goes the second one is when the hands don't um go to catch them where they either go stiff or they go straight or they just don't you know and then i guess the third one is uh if they fall sideways so if they start, if you get hit and they start to fall sideways, he said pretty much the equilibrium is locked. Yeah, that's when the, the equilibrium's been knocked off enough for where that's where they topple over to the side. He goes, and then you see the ones where at level four when they get hit and they go backwards, you know, and they just straight lock up backwards and just drop, you know. They're, they're out. And I guess number five being like number five. Well, yeah, I guess I mean depending on, you know, I think. After level one, I mean, those guys are out. You know what I'm saying? Like level two, three, four, all these guys are. I think the severity of how hard they've been hit to where what their body reacts to. Mm. So, because he was saying the fifth one, which is kind of, I wouldn't say the worst one, but the one where you know the dude's done. He's where they collapse, where they they literally just like buckle. They look like they just. He said they call it. They called it a imploding, where they just like crush down. You know, and that's how you know lights are off because literally they're. The, the connection from their brain to their feet and their legs, everything just disconnects that fast to where they just drop, you know? So with that being said, uh, yeah, those weren't knockdowns that Max, you know, uh, hit him with. They were just significant strikes to get him off balance, I think, you know? But, um, yeah, I don't think he just did enough to beat um, Alex. And uh, sad for Max, he's kind of in that weird gray area now yeah. where he's one hell of a fighter. But he lost twice to the champ already, so the, the chances of him getting another title shot—it's not looking so good so soon. Yeah. Um, of course, Max gets some dominant wins in after this. Um, he'll he'll probably sniff the title within a year or two. Yeah, honestly, and what I was actually surprised to even think, like in my head, I think this right now, and like I hate seeing trilogy fights when someone's lost two fights. You know. <laughs> yeah. But like. He cut so much distance from the first fight to this fight. Like, he, like, he was so far, you know? And then this fight is so much more close, narrow. You know what I mean? And, like, so to see the difference in that fight to this fight, before I was thinking, he's never going to feel like, he's never going to figure out Alex. He's never going to get his timing. He's never going to get the distance, you know? But then, like, this fight, I was like, oh, those first two rounds were fucking impressive. Like, he was moving. He was doing everything well, you know? And, like, it made me think, like, oh, he has the ability to, to come back even stronger after this, you know, and continue. But like you said, he is at a weird spot where you're, like, you have two losses to the champion. All you're going to do next is really, I don't know if I'd say be a gatekeeper, but you're going to go down and fight whoever's next for the belt. You know, like, I feel like he's going to be, whoever wants to come for the belt needs to come through Max first. Maybe not if they have another fight that, like, leads to a number one contender that goes up to Alex because he needs a fight, you know what I mean? But... 
But I, I was actually like really like, man, I could see a third fight being made for this, and I would not be mad just because it's Max. Mostly that I think honestly, maybe a bias goggles on for sure. Bias goggles on for sure, cause uh, Max, dude, I just love him as a person. I think like just the way he acts and like even the way he kind of like carried himself after the fight, it was very respectful and. Uh, He's just a champ through and through. Like even without the belt, like he's a, he's a champion kind of guy. You know what I mean? I, and I like that Dustin Poirier kind of started this little uh, domino effect with with uh, auctioning off uh, their fight kits to to help uh, support you know their communities and stuff. You know, so I, that's dope that Max uh, donated this fight kit to to raise money for. Uh, he was going to give it back to the Hawaii Food Bank. Yeah, so they can get families out and why you know that that need food you know and that's that's dope dude you know even after a loss you know that's his main priority afterwards is, you know what my people are, are struggling and i got a huge platform why not try to help my people you know and dude and hawaiians are like that you know it's like they're all family mm-hmm. you know and they they take care yeah. of one another and i think it's it's probably a part of being in an island yeah i feel like it's a part of being in an island you know yeah. like you kind of live that slow life and you know like uh, whatever I say is going to be right back. You know, you live in my neighborhood, bro. I can't talk shit on you because you're going to be right there, you know? And, like, they're kind of just more like, oh, let's have a sense of community and get together. Um, I was going to say, fucking, they do give out a lot of stuff. And uh, someone else that was giving out a lot of stuff last night was Peter Yan. Peter Yan was giving out these motherfucking hands. No mercy, Yan. No mercy, Yan. Honestly, bro, I'm not going to lie to you. You know me, bro. I'm a, a flip-flop at the end of fights where I'm like, I want this guy to win, but yeah. then at the end, I'm like, fuck, I, I think I'm betting against him. So, like, this one, I had Aldo winning. You knew. I told you, like, I have Aldo. But then, like, something about me was just, like, Jan seems like the young, hungry guy, and I think he might even out kind of pace him. And, bro, he, he did very, very well, honestly. He kind of imp- he just impressed me with the fact that he kept the pace up, put it on Aldo. He ate some pretty big shots, too, but he just was there the whole time in his face, brawling him out. The trip, he got him with a good little trip, too. He fucking hit him with a little spinning fucking elbow. And, like, honestly, Peter Jan impressed me this fight. And, um, honestly, though, too, Aldo impressed me this fight, man. He he fucking looked great for being a 33-year-old guy that's coming down to a new weight class. At, at first, I was like, man, if Aldo loses this fight, he's done. Like, what are we going to do with him? You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to have much options left. But now that I see it, I'm like, Aldo has a chance to come back from this. Like he, this is a fresh division. He's only lost to the champion once. He is, it's not like a two thing, like out, like uh, Max. You know what I mean? So like, this is a fresh division for him. And I did see that he said he wants to come back more hungry. So, what do you think about the fight, bro? Overall, um, I think Aldo showed a good display of uh, heart all the way up to the end. You know, and um, you just hate to see him get finished, dude, you know, because these younger guys are just quicker than him and they just can keep a pace, you know. And, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, he's just – dude, he has the skill, even defensively, you know. But when somebody's just that much faster than you, you know, it's just – you can have your guard up, you know. And if they split the guard just that much and catch the chin, bro, it's like, yeah, you know, your, your IQ was there, but your your timing is just not as, mm-hmm. as good as these younger guys, you know. And – and because he still had a lot of pop behind his punches, you know, yeah. I think John respected a, a lot, you know, because uh, those body shots were, were hurting him. And mm-hmm. especially, oh, dude, I was fucking hype when Aldo started kicking, you know, and I was yeah. like, hell yeah, this is the fucking Aldo <laughs> we all know and love, you know, because 
he was working at that lead leg and uh you seen him switch up stance and Jan, you know, was uh was still getting him out of that southpaw stance, but you know, it wasn't his timing wasn't as good as with his uh orthodox stance, you know, and mm-hmm. uh uh, it was it was a good display for for a good what two rounds. Even when he got hurt in the second round, I was like, oh shit, he's gonna get finished. You know? That body that shot. That punch looked like air. Yeah. Stephen Thompson, a tweet popped up said that he thought uh, maybe he cracked the rib. You know, and I was like, oh shit, I hope not. But after that, he was still moving, throwing body hooks and uh, throwing kicks. So I'm like, nah, he's not hurt. And even Bisping said he's like, nah, I don't think it's a rib because he wouldn't be moving around like that. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but just. Just Jan just kept uh, – I think he even said I wanted to, um, to break him and then finish him, you know. And obviously at the end he just – he broke his will and was like, mm-hmm. you know what, this is, this is my fight. And I, I agree with Dana that it was kind of a late stoppage because I was even screaming like, come on, stop the fight, ref, yeah. it's over. You know, like all those protecting himself and and he was just getting beat up in there. And it was just unnecessary, you know. And uh, But my hat's off to Jan, dude. That fucking – that dude's a – he's a real deal. Yeah. He, he's – very versatile, quick. He got strength, and uh, I just don't think he's gonna hold the belt long. That's mm. my only my only knock on him, and my only other knock on him is uh, he hasn't fought anybody in the top five. You yeah. know, so uh, we'll we'll see what the top five can give him. I think Aljo is is gonna oppose a, a huge threat in other areas that he's not seen before or uh, not used to. Yeah, so you know, uh, when it comes, it's not all Joe. No, continue, continue. If not, if, if it's not, if not all Joe, you mean shit? You got Marlon Marais in there. They were already scheduled to fight. Yeah. You know, let's not forget that. But they were scheduled to fight. So, uh, Mar- we all know Marlon's a fucking killer, dude. I mean, his his boxing's probably just as good as uh as Aldo, if not mm-hmm. maybe a little bit better. And his kicks are definitely way better. Um, it's just fuck, dude. Marlon has to work on his gas tank. Yeah, that, sure. he has to work on his gas tank. And up Jan, here, Jan can looks like, yeah, Jan can looks like he can keep a fucking pace, dude. Like so, he looks good. I I give Jan maybe one more title defense, uh, but I don't know if if they give it to Aljo. I think Aljo has a good good chance to beat him. Yeah, I think Aljo uh, probably has like the Marais, Yeah, I, I, it's just he's that grappling just another level, dude. You know. Yeah, honestly, that that's oh. what makes me think that Aljo's gonna end up like putting him in a world like you said, like something that he just hasn't been familiar with. Because as we know, the stand up is where he's fucking comfortable, like to get his his pieces put together, you know. And then when it comes to on the floor, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know yet, you know, I don't know. And and like like Aljo said, Matt Sarah black belt is a lot different than other black belts, you know. And he's a high level grappler, but he's not only a high level grappler; he could actually stand on the feet and. For being that the weight class, he's a big ass 135er. Personally speaking, I think he's huge. Aljo, Aljo's a big 135er, and then Jan is not the biggest. He he looked a little bit small against Aldo, not the smallest, but he looked a little bit smaller. So I think in the grappling aspect, Aljo has a pretty good chance, honestly. So I could see that, bro. I'm. I, I was gonna say my question for you now is like, do you think it's done for Aldo? One, and then two for Jan. Do you think Jan, well, you answered the question itself, just saying that you think he has one more title defense. I was going to say, do you think he can go on to be a like dominating champion, or do you think he's just going to defend and then maybe have to struggle his way to get back up to the belt? Because, I mean, he's a good guy, but I just don't, haven't seen 
the well-roundedness, you know? Yeah, I mean, his wrestling's pretty damn good. He can throw guys pretty pretty good, but mm. we haven't seen his jiu-jitsu and, or even defensive jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So, um, I think, that, I mean, like you said, there's just different level black belts, and, mm. and Aljo just has crazy long limbs, dude. His arms, his legs, everything's just long on him, and he's strong. Matt Terra said himself, he's, he looks stronger than he, I mean, he's stronger than he looks, you know? And that says and a I lot. I believe it, because... I mean, Matt Sarah, I mean, hardly has a neck, you know, but, but he said that, you know, when, when has a grip on him, he has a tight squeeze. So, mm. um, yeah, I think Aljo is just real dangerous. You know, he's quick, he scrambles and mm. he just has to be smart. He has to fight smart because, uh, if he goes in a little too emotional, I mean, we've seen what happened with, when he fought Marlon, you know, he'll, he, and, and, uh, Jan is that dangerous. If mm. you're, if you're caught slipping, bro, he's going to catch you. So um, that's the thing. You got to be more technical than uh, than Jan. Aldo was pretty damn technical last night, but like I said, he just he's lost the step in his speed and his sharpness, you know. And he, he's still pretty damn good. He's gonna he'll be in the top five, top ten for sure. No yeah. doubt, he'll be in top ten. But top five, um, although I can see him taking on like I like after this, I can see him taking on like uh, Dominic Cruz. Yeah, you I know, seen and, uh, Ariel and say it. Get, yeah, and that'll we can finally get that like yeah. WEC days, you know, that's uh, goats, you know. So, uh, I mean, I think uh, for sure Aldo's a Hall of Famer, mm. you know, and uh, his resume speaks for itself. I think just, I mean, I seen somebody post, and it's kind of just, I don't know, uh, kind of makes you believe it just because the way he's, he's been fighting lately. But ever since he met Connor that his career has just kind of been Downward. real, you know? Yeah. yeah so, uh, um, and I think sometimes, I mean, some fighters even say that you leave a piece of you, you know, every time you get knocked out or every time you just go through a war, you know, I feel like a little bit's getting chipped off every time, you know, and maybe that just makes him more tentative now. That's why he's a little bit more technical and trying yeah. to just win a boxing match than, than it is to get into those crazy brawls. Cause he knows what that'll get him into, you know, but, and honestly, though, uh, not yeah, to discredit him. Hold on, sorry to cut you off, but not to discredit Aldo either. Is like, like this dude's has a bunch of losses. Not losses, but I mean, he has up and down. You know, his his little record so far after that loss was up and down. But like the lineup of people that he's faced since has just been killers. You know, like at one forty five, he had the trouble of having to deal with Max. Once he gets done with Max, they give him a killer like Alex. You know what I mean? And then he just faces Alex, has a fucking hard time, loses too. So he's like, fuck it, let me drop a weight class. And then you get faced with the killer like Jan. You know what I mean? So, like, he's he's facing high-level competition for sure. But as you were going to say beforehand. Uh, yeah, I mean, next thing up is I think it's Aljo uh, Jan. Yeah. And I think Aldo, Jose Aldo should get someone like the Cruz or, um, you know what that'd be dope? Maybe even a fucking Cody Garbrandt. You know, I hate to say it, but I think Jose Aldo will probably end up being like a gatekeeper of that 135. Yeah. And if you beat Jose Aldo, you, you're up there, you know. And I think it's kind of weird that they shot Cody so far up the ranks so fast after three devastating losses. But, um, yeah, that would be dope. I'd love to see that. Aldo versus Cody. Aldo versus Cruz. Or, um, yeah, you know, any, any of those guys. Or maybe even the bottom guys, you know, like uh, anywhere from six to ten. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you fight, fight those guys. Uh, like I said, if you beat Aldo, your chances of getting a title shot are that much uh, more higher, you know, so. Yeah, dude, definitely. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. What the fuck was after that? Like, before, I mean, there was two fights. Uh, There's two more fights in the main card, right? It was Amanda yeah. Hiba's page and then another one. We had Thug Rogan fighting uh, Andrade. I don't know. I forgot that one, honestly, but kick it off, bro. Kick <laughs> it off. Kick I it off with Thug Rose. Well, that was, that, that was fight of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was fight of the night, too. Other than maybe Jan and uh, Aldo. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, that was one hell of a scrap dude and i was a little frustrated because rose was beating her dude two rounds easily and that third uh, towards the end of the second and the third round i was like why is she fighting so recklessly like she almost got finished dude you know and i'm like oh shit and then i seen her eye and i'm like damn dude like she's getting fucked up and i i'm looking at jessica's face and it's a little marked up but it's not she's not cut she's not you know i'm like wow she's not wearing the damage because Rose is just sticking and moving, and yeah. that was working perfect for her, you know? Like, just stick and move, stick and move, because obviously she had the reach and she had the, the speed advantage, you know? And, uh, yeah, I just didn't like the fact that they were making her fight uh, forward and with pressure, you know? And, um, it, I mean, it was one hell of a fight. I mean, I knew Rose was going to win off the bat. I mean, I, I, have a I point, love bro. Rose. She's cool. I was but, honestly very, very surprised to the point that, like, I mean – you know Trevor Whitman. He was in her corner, right behind Pat Barry. Pat Barry was right there screaming, and it was very positive, very, very up, like motivational. You know, got her hype, got her thinking, and I think it actually maybe even helped her get over that little first knockout by her. You know, but she was really in it. But something that surprised me that I heard from uh, Trevor Whitman was he said to to like stand your ground. He was telling her to stand her ground and plant her feet, and then I was like, damn, like. It's like standard ground, like I I get it, you know. But then I'm like, I st- like, you sh- you should be in and out of range with her, you know what I mean? Like they should be finding, you should be staying at distance. Don't don't get in a brawl with uh, Andrade. Like Andrade is a, that's a brawling champ right there, you know. But I'm not gonna lie, man, this fight left me with uh, some questions about Rose, and and it, first, yeah, yeah, I had her beating Zayn easily. I was like, oh she. Peace up, Zang, all day. But now, uh, it's a little bit different. I have I have different thoughts about that. So I'm going to let you go and touch on that because, fuck, you know what I mean? I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to touch on that too. Um, Rose definitely just showed her inexperience a little bit more, mm. you know, um, especially because, like, the first, her her last fight with Andrade, she showed a, her inexperience again because, she showed over commitment to something when it, it worked the first time. Like, say, you know, when she, when she uh, locked onto that Kimura grip and got slammed, but she almost had, uh, she had the threat of finishing her. Mm-hmm. But in the second, you know, um, attempt around, you know, she locked on over committed with that Kimura grip, got slammed on her head, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I, it just shows again, this, this fight just showed the inexperience to, to know when you're up and just to keep, fighting the way that you've been fighting like she that the first two rounds i said like she was just boxing her up and keeping her at distance and and getting good kicks on her and um jessica looked good too she had a lot better head movement she wasn't yeah. just standing so flat and 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 standing in the pocket and and, and and throwing big big hooks she looked a lot better you know and um i think it was just it came down to speed and and 
Rose has fucking heart, you know, because she, like I said, she could have got finished in the second round, and towards the end of the second round, and in that third round it was looking pretty scary, you mm-hmm. know, by the way she was fighting. But um, yeah, I think Rose just, I think she needs two more fights, dude. Two more fights, just to get that experience in. Maybe uh, give her a, a like headline a fight night, you know, her and like uh, who's in that one fifteen with Tatiana Suarez. Or is she 125? Um, I couldn't tell you. To be honest, I really couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I, the, some of the weight classes, the far anyway, the ranking goes, I get mixed up. Yeah, I just think um, Rose needs a couple more fights mm. just to to get her under her belt and experience. If she wants to keep fighting, because uh, if she wants to get a title fight, I'd say she probably won't get one for like another year. You think? And then if she does get a title, uh, like her next fight is, is a title fight. Um, fuck, dude, Zang, Zang's gonna hurt her. Yeah, honestly, you know, like uh, she's just fast, just as technical, mm-hmm. and she has that power, dude. That she was right there getting hit with uh, Andras, and and Zang connects on those, dude. She Zang's gonna finish her, you know. So, uh, I I chill on that that matchup, Rose and, and Zang. Uh, not to say that Rose can get better be, uh, up into that fight, and who knows? Maybe she just shows a whole another side of her mm. when she fights if if and when she fights Zhang. So I think just uh, Zhang Wei Li is just she's she's gonna be champ for a while. I think. Yeah, honestly, Zhang is the real real deal. She's real deal. Holy yeah. failed fucking here from the beginning to the end of the fight. Yeah. That grappler, she's like a not a grappler, but she's more well. She's very well rounded, honestly, and. Uh, I think the hard part that Rose is going to have with her is if she does get engaged in brawls like that because we see that Zhang has power. Zhang has enough power like Andrade. Maybe even just as much or maybe even more. Who knows? But she has power. She showed that she could stand a five-round fight with someone like Joanna that Rose is also going the distance with. Maybe I have to watch that one back when they go the distance, uh, Joanna and Rose. Maybe it'll give me a little bit more insight to them. But I definitely think that, that Rose is going to have a hard time right now if we were basing off that performance as opposed to, like, what she's going to face against a girl like Zane. I think Rose's performance justified a rematch for Joanna. Oh, hey. In, Honestly? In a, weird, in a weird way because they were like, I feel like if I was Dana, I would look at that performance and be like, you know what? Rose needs at least one more fight in, in order for a title shot, just mm-hmm. just based off that performance. And and everybody saying how close the fight was with Joanna, uh, I think they should run that back. You know, why yeah. not? Because uh, fucking um, they gave Max, you know, a, a rematch after a, dominant, after a dominant loss and a split decision win for Zhang. I mean, I think that justifies a, a rematch for Joanna, Joanna, and, and Zhang, uh, too, probably sometime late this year. Yeah, honestly. I'd say like maybe November. And I personally even had Joanna winning that fight. I'm not going to lie. I had Joanna winning, but um, I had Zhang winning off of like, she just, she she didn't wear the shots like Joanna wore the shots. And then I think the hematoma played a really big factor, even though the, I think it might have even started off a headbutt, but. I think that definitely paid into a big factor as opposed to like what the re- what the judges saw and like the damage that was weighing on. But um, not to get too caught up in this one, let's move to the very last fight of the card. So it's gonna be well, 
first fight of the card would be Paige Van Zandt versus Amanda Hebas. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Amanda Hebas being a fucking killer. I'm pretty sure she's a black belt in jiu-jitsu because she's a fucking G on the floor. And then uh, we have Paige Van Zandt, who's just someone that was on her last co- last fight of the contract, really uh, saying that she's going to go out and test the free agency to see how it's going to go for her. Um, it didn't go good for her tonight. What do you think about the performance, bro? Um, Let's talk about Amanda's well, performance. Like Dana said, uh, well, like Dana said uh, in the press conference, um, Paige Van Zandt was talking all that shit. <laughs> he didn't say it like that, yeah. but... He, she was talking all that shit and she was uh, making more money uh, on Instagram and being on, on uh, um, uh, what was that fucking dancing show? Uh, dancing with the Stars. What was it? Dancing with the, dancing stars, with the stars, yeah. Yeah, she was on that. Um, then you got, um, you know, she's just saying that she's very popular and that she deserves more money. She goes, so he goes, when you, when you say all that and then you perform the way you do, he goes, I think you should go try. He goes, I think she goes, should go try free agency. So I was like, damn. Uh, he's like, I'm, I'm done. He goes, he goes, he, he, compl- he compared her to uh, Curtis Blades, you know, and he was like, when you when you fight once a year, you know, every so often, like, how do you expect to have this for, you know, this much money? He goes, I'm contracted to give a fighter three fights a year if they're able to. He goes, if I don't, I still have to pay them. Because I'm, their their uh, their contract is required for three fights minimum, you know. So um, I think it just it was like a big dent in their pockets. Like you know, Paige Van Zandt isn't really doing so much for us anymore, and uh, and her skill just honestly is not up to. I mean, it's women's fighting. She's going to be a ranked fighter, but she's not of the elite, you know. Like mm-hmm. um, he bossed this with crazy good dude that the way she fucking tossed her that judo toss was just devastating just got her into that almost into like a crucifix type of position oh, and just man. had her head locked in and, and just dude her transition to that arm bar was just so smooth and and uh and uh, Paige, she was fighting it for a little bit but you know just the strength of ebos and her technical ability as a jiu-jitsu practitioner uh just got the best got it done you know and and ultimately had her bad arm had her bad arm you know page ran 10 that she's broken that arm three times you know so that's just the arm that was a little bit more susceptible to like fuck i'm not trying to break this shit a fourth yeah. time you know so i heard she uh, almost broke it again oh shit yeah. yeah see like she knew so um i mean Paige, if she wants to stay in the ufc she needs to keep, she's going to keep the same money, if not less. Mm. If she wants more money, she's going to go fight like Bellator with her husband, you know, and that makes sense because uh, Austin Vanderford's over there, you know, and I think he, they just signed him a pretty lucrative deal for uh, like a good amount of fights. So I think that's, that's her next home is Bellator. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot more girls to fight in Bellator than there's the UFC, you know? So I think, yeah, that's probably her next, her next uh, spot. Yeah, I agree with you. That's probably going to be Hebo- No, go continue, continue. And Amanda Hebo said she wants to go back down to 115 because that's her home. She said, that's my way. She goes, in her, uh, in her interview, she's like grabbed her stomach. She's like, I don't like the way I look at 125. Like, she goes, this is not me. So uh, she goes, yeah. So at 115, dude, she she looks pretty damn scary. Like, she's, she's up there and, and contending. 
Yeah, bro. Amanda Hebas is so fucking good. Even on the feet, when she did have her standing up for a bit, she just, you, you could just tell the levels were just different right there. We all kind of knew what was going to happen, but I don't think, well, maybe some of us saw it, but I didn't see her getting submitted so quickly. I thought it was just going to be more of a ground and pound TKO kind of finish, but I was surprised to see the finish. And like you said, the transition to the arm bar, I was like, damn. Or Paige did a pretty good job of defending it for a little bit of a second, but. Then she let go of that arm, and you really seen the extension. And then she even tapped before the ref saw it, and like you could tell Amanda uh, like relieve some of the pressure because if not, that hand was for sure gonna break, bro. Um, I don't really have too much to say about this fight because yeah. other than that, there's not much to say. You know, they're they're two girls that are really good in the division. Um, two fights I want to talk about in the prelims that really like hit me. Um, We'll just go to the very first one, first fight on the card, Davy Grant. I don't know if you've seen that knockout. He knocked out, um, I forgot the guy's name, Day or something like that. Martin Day. Yeah, he imploded. Like you said, he yeah. imploded. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, uh, Martin Day, that guy, he, dude, they, it was one, that was, that would have been fighting the night had it not been for, uh, Rose and them, yeah. you know, cause damn, dude, they were fucking scrapping. Mm -hmm. Um, Davy Grant told uh, Dana at the end of the fight, he goes, "Oh, I broke my jaw on the first hit." Yeah, he goes, "I, I, I know, like it's broken, you know." And he goes, and Dana goes, "Like, oh, I hope not." He goes, "Nah, I feel it." He, he goes, "It's broken," you know. And he goes, "Damn," because he got dropped on his ass, you know, like he yeah, got, he got hit with a stick hook and he got. Dropped. And I was like, "Oh," and so it was one-one. I think going into the, uh, the third round, and that third round, he just caught him on the chin, sick, you know, and just. That was it, level four knockout. <laughs> Dude, what a, what a, I mean, fuck, what a performance, honestly. And especially to kick off the night, too. I was like, ah, I always love when the night starts off with the knockout. It's always good to see. Um, the other fight I want to talk to you about on the fucking prelim card, which is the main, it was a featured prelim. It was going to be Jerry Prochaska versus a guy, Volkan Uzdemir. I'll give you my take on it first, bro. So my take was I had Uzdemir winning just because he's the veteran and he looked he even in the fight even in the fight honestly in the first round I thought Volkan looked clean he looked uh composed Yuri he was hitting him with a bunch of weird little like Johnny Walker-esque kind of like style and um and I was like man that's like really interesting the way he's fighting but Volkan was still hitting him with a couple he even rocked him at one point where he like kind of stumbled a bit you know but but Jerry, that guy ended up coming back with a little fancy, fancy style. Ended up knocking Uzdemir out cold, bro. I was honestly very, very surprised to see him get tucked in a bed like that. But what do you think about the fight, bro? What do you think about him in general, too? Because I remember you telling me about him during the week as well. Yeah, so I, I was, uh, I was kind of high on him because uh, you're not a rising champ for no reason. Yeah, you know that's a pretty. Uh, promotion it's not top of the food chain but it's pretty damn good you're fighting european guys that have 20 30 fights and been fighting they probably even have 100 fights just amateur -ish. i think that's where adesanya the, the came european from scene is, yeah oh, from, no i think uh he was a glory kickboxer right no but he went a rising afterwards he went to glory kickboxing and oh. then his mma fights were in rising in japan he said because i remember him saying he lived in japan oh. for a while and it was all funky but yeah, so like I mean, you get champions like that out of it. But continue your, your where you were. Yeah, so that's that's uh I I was uh I looked at his resume and his resume wasn't bad, dude. He has some top names in there, you know. And his last fight being uh C B Dalloway, 
and he's a, a UFC veteran, you know, so I was like, all right, and that's just his fighting style. The way he fought Volkan, I was like, I didn't like the way he had his hands down because that left him open for the big shots. And like you said, uh, Volkan was just a more technical guy, was hitting mm-hmm. with uh, good shots. And like you said, he had him rocked in the first round. And that's just his style, dude. That's just Yuri's style. Is this, uh, He's in there to get hit, but he's in there to hit you harder, you know? So he wants you to tire from hitting him. So when he hits you, his shot's going to be more devastating, yeah. you know? So um, that's just his style, dude. And I was like, I was, I picked him prior to the uh, the fight starting. Just something told me, I'm like, uh, Uzdemir, for some reason, he's losing to these guys that are, they're not elite level, but I don't, I can't really explain it, but he, he's not, he's not beating elite level guys, you know, yeah. uh, Vulcan. So, um, and his losses are to kind of mediocre type guys, you know, like, yeah, he got choked out by DC. Um, Barely beat back to decision to dominate. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a different weight class. Way different weight class. Was it? Wait, was it back to, oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking uh, Rockage. Rockage. Something Rackage. like that. Rockage. Fucking check, check yeah. names or whatever. They fucking always get me. And, uh, uh, yeah, so I, like you said, dude, I don't. No one's ever done that to Vulcan Ozdemir in his mm-hmm. in his career. And you, and like I was saying, I told uh, homie last night, he, uh, you know, when someone's out, when their eyes are open and they're slumped, they're <laughs> dead asleep. You know, like it was a scary knockout. Vulcan was out, out. You know, and yeah. it was just nice. He set up that stiff. He hit him with a head kick. You know, and that set that hurt him. Yeah, him, had him back on his back foot. Kind of rough. And he just kept the pressure. Hit him. Stiff jab and then that right hook, Bink just dropped them. Mm. That was it, you know. And uh, it was just, it was one hell of a knockout, and uh, he deserved that 50k bonus for sure. Him and Davy Grant both secured that 50k bonus. Oh, sick! Well deserved for them. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah! I'm glad to see. Honestly, for him, his first fight in the division. I mean, you want to come in and make a statement in your UFC debut. Yeah. That's how you do it, right there. Honestly, he made one hell. Exactly. Yeah, he did. I saw someone say that they need to see him versus Johnny Walker up next, and I was like, that'd be a good ass fight. Do you throw him into? Um, do you throw him into the top five right away, or do you give him a couple more fights to build himself up? Because I mean, Uzdemir is not a—he's not no slouch, so he's someone that probably sits around no. six or something like that too. Yeah, I was just about to say he either takes Uzdemir's seventh spot, mm. or maybe he gets a shot up right up to six, and. uh Maybe they give him a guy in the top 10, not not exactly top five. Maybe they give him a top 10 guy, like maybe number 10. Uh, let me let me check who number 10 is. Okay. But, yeah, um, I think they give him someone like that just to kind of see. Because you don't want to give this guy, even though he's a rising champ, yeah. you don't want to shoot him straight up to the top five. You don't want to give him a top five guy. Because we've, we've seen what they do to people when uh, they shoot him up the rankings too fast, you know. And, yeah. Or what happens to people when they get rankings too fast, you know. But. I think at um at that spot, dude. Uh, you yeah, maybe Krylov. Did Krylov win his last fight? Nikita Krylov. Who the fuck remember. did he fight? I know I, that name seems so familiar. Like I know he is, but I just can't remember. Um, I feel like he Krylov. just fought this. Year. Like this year, or huh? like earlier this year during Corona huh? times. Oh, you know what? He fought. Um, yeah, he did. He fought. Uh, 
uh, Johnny Walker on that first Brazilian card oh. where it was all uh, no fans. He beat him. So man. It was right before Corona. Yeah, he he uh, he knocked him out. I think. No, or no, he beat him by decision. So I, you know, I would I would like that fight. They're kind of from the same region, mm-hmm. and they can kind of set that up. Being that Yuri didn't get uh, damaged, so I can see that maybe uh, them booking because I think they're supposed to go back to Fire Island. I think in September. Uh, yeah, September. Yeah. So maybe they book Yuri with uh, with Krylov, dude. That'd be a good fight. You know, being that they're both from that that uh, Soviet, no, not Soviet, but like that Russian area. You know, yeah. That, that uh, was North, North European or Eastern European and, you know, whatever. But uh, that'd be the fight for him. I mean, he, he looks pretty damn good. So I got two other pieces of things I want to touch on you on with, right? So there's, um, let's see, what do I start first with? Let's start first with fights still. A fight that got booked for the uh, August 15th card. I just seen them post it yesterday. It was a Sugar Shane Eris is a Cheeto Vera. Sugar Shane. Nah, I know it's Sugar Shane. Fucking, who's always saying Sugar Shane? Somebody's always saying Sugar Shane, but, bro, that's a good fight. I'm actually pretty hyped on that. Sugar Shane Mosley, the boxer, right? I think uh, Bisping's always saying Sugar Shane or or Brennan and them call him Sugar Shane. But what do you think about that fight, bro? I think that's really, really good. I think that um, that's probably... Sean's best test so far, and I think it's actually a really, really good test. I saw someone say the that they should have gave him the Dodson test first, and I was like, "That's interesting that they say it like that a Dodson test because Dodson would have re- that would have been a really, really good fight, maybe even a notch below Cheeto Vera." But this is a big fight for for Sean. What do you think about the fight, bro? Well, as far as rankings go, uh, John Dodson is ranked I think eleventh or twelfth. And Cheeto is not even ranked anymore. So uh, I think personally, uh, Cheeto won that last fight against Song Yudong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I think he should have kept, he should have won and kept his ranking. So that's a good fight that I'm glad that they're giving, uh, they're kind of treating Cheeto in the same way that they treated uh, Jose and that, that they won that fight, you know? So, um, I think that's a good matchup, dude. They're, the striking is just is probably just as equal, if not uh, maybe Sean's a little bit more crisp, and he has a little bit more of a, a flashy style and different stuff in his arsenal. Uh, that's one hell of a fight. I mean, they were supposed to fight multiple times before, you know, oh. so they've been booked, I think, twice prior. So uh, that that's sense. one good fight, dude. That's a fight that I'm looking forward to for sure, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm riding with my boy Sean. Sean O'Malley, you know, yeah. he's just he's just that guy. He's I think he's the real deal, you know, especially after seeing uh his last two fights lately, he's just that guy, you know, and give him a guy like this, this will be a huge test and then from there I like that they're slowly building it because they yeah. know what they got in Sean O'Malley, you know, mm-hmm. they know this is like a next uh O'Connor, Masvidal type guy where they can get a lot of money from him and he can get make a lot of money for himself, you know. So yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think as he gets older, as he gets older and more experienced, builds a little bit more muscle on him. You know, uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be a terror at that one thirty, especially because he's almost damn near six feet tall. It's tall. Right at one thirty five. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Yeah, um, it, it's so, actually pretty surprising, uh, yeah, I'm bro. Yeah, I have. I'm really, I'm really high for it just for the fact that he gets a big test for one, and then the fact that like. Cheeto is not a little slouch. He's a guy that has good ground game. He is a guy that has good stand-up. Um, 
maybe Sean has a little bit of an advantage on the stand-up aspect of it. Power, I would say, maybe lies in Cheeto a little bit more. But uh, some of the more interesting parts about that would be, like, like I, bro, I'm just hyped to see how they build them up, like you said, and, like, where they go from, from now with this, you know what I mean? So um, touching on one last subject that I wanted to get to was going to be no, actually, two things I want to, because I want to talk to you about Ige and Kater real quick before we fucking finish the show. But we got to talk about um, Mike Perry. Mike Perry was just in the news. My boy had a video going viral, surfacing the web right now. It's pretty much him punching an old guy, talking all this shit to everybody. I seen someone say that, that well, a news, like a news page said that he said a bunch of racial slurs. But it's because he said the N-word, you know? But he didn't put the hard R next to it. He put an A, you know? So he tried to, like, chill. He's one <laughs> African, so I understand. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, bro, what do you what do you think of that? And, like, um, I'll give you my take, for example, first. Uh, Mike Perry, he really needs someone that's, like, a role model to him, maybe. Or, like, someone that could be a leader in his life, you know? Or maybe even just, like, a, a place of guidance. Because right now, he... I feel like he's very lost and he's going through something that's like big emotionally. Uh, I give a lot of credit to the UFC for actually making a statement and saying that they want to help him kind of rather than not saying anything at all like they usually do. Um, so I like the, their their game plan as far as like not having him fight or anybody, you know, and like until he really reevaluates himself. Maybe it's part two because he took his girlfriend last time to fucking help corner his fights. But I think like... Him getting a girlfriend like that so young and then, like, him being out drinking, partying, it, it plays a downfall into you, you know, especially when you're a professional athlete and you don't have someone that's um, necessarily looking out for your best interest. They're just there for a good time and, and they're there for the ride, you know. And, like, you're a professional athlete. You need to you need to take care of that and you really need to you need to pick your, your poison, you know, because uh, – same time, like, I guess maybe because fighter, bro, fighter lifestyle is just a lot different, but who fucking knows? What do you think about that, man? I just saw a spider in their house. Um, I saw I, this fool run towards the bottom of the fr- I'm going to get this fool real quick, bro, but can tell your point. What do you think about him? <laughs> um, well, you know what? Uh, I think uh, Mike Perry has uh, some substance abuse uh, issues and maybe even some uh, anger issues. Because, um, yeah, dude, you don't just act like that. I mean, and not that long ago, remember his interview with Ariel Hawani, he told him that he got into this bar fight or he was at a club and he uh, beat up some bouncers and shit, you know? And it's like, so there's like a, there's like a unhealthy pattern going on, mm. you know? Like if you're getting a fight at nightclubs, you're getting a fight at this bar or restaurant, whatever you're at. You know, it's just, it's, it's showing a bad pattern of, uh, of behavior. And I think he needs help. He needs some guidance, you know, and, um, um, I mean, shit, his, his, uh, his girlfriend, she's two and oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that old guy got slipped the fuck out, bro. He was talking all this shit, though. Honestly, that old guy deserved it, bro. If you're gonna, you're gonna talk shit to a UFC fight, you better expect to get smacked, bro. You know, like, I don't want to justify Mike Perry's actions, but, you know, the guy kind of put, <laughs> guy put his hands on him, you know, yeah. and, you know, when, when you're, when you're, when you're touching someone that's already aggressive and pissed off and drunk, that's just a bad mixture, and you're yeah. you're just calling to get hit, you know. 
Mm-hmm. It's not right because that guy was old, and you know, um, I, apparently, I guess he had already hit somebody in the bar, and that's when they told him to leave, and they were trying to just escort him out, tell him to leave, and then, um, yeah, but obviously that other stuff wasn't caught on footage until, you know, I guess as they're kicking him out of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess he was smart. He didn't run. You know, he knocked the old guy out and sat down and just waited for uh, authorities to pull up. If Even if they did, I'm pretty sure they got the cops are called, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's probably facing some charges, you know. Uh, when you hit an elderly person, I know that carries an extra charge. So it's like uh, mm-hmm. he's he needs some help, you know. And I think stay, staying away from the octagon to work on himself is probably the best thing for him at the moment, you know. But uh, – yeah, fuck it, dude. Cater Ige, we got fights. You know, I, I had, I had the uh, the post fight blues this morning. You know, but yeah. then I realized, oh shit, we're getting fights again on Wednesday. Yeah. You know, um, this one, this one kind of watered down a little bit. You know, but you, we got some decent fights on here, dude. We got um, uh, like something on the prelims. I think that caught my eye was uh, Molly McCann. Oh, I've she's seen fighting it. Uh, Tyler. So I like Molly McCann, dude. She's Meatball she's a Molly. good. She's from Liverpool. She has that, that personality, you know. She's funny, and she's one hell of a fighter. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see her. She, she's a featured prelim, you know, which makes sense. She has a she carries a pretty good name with her. Yeah. And uh, and the main card, dude. The main card is actually not that bad. Uh, we got Jimmy Rivera versus uh, Cody Stamen. Um, they're they're both bantamweights, but they're uh, they're doing a 145. Uh, Oh, catch weight. Contracted weight, which is cool, you know, so you know, they don't have to burn themselves out with that weight cut. Two short guys that are uh, scrappy, and um, Cody Stamen is a pretty good wrestler, but he showed his, his stand-up in his last fight, so that's going to be exciting. And then we got uh, Jared Gordon versus Chris Fishgold. I like Jared uh, some, Gordon. Some, uh, yeah, I, I, Jared Gordon's pretty cool. Uh, Chris Fishgold, uh, he was being touted as a uh, – one of the UK's next best, you know, uh, fighter or English, oh, England. Is he the guy that just got signed recently from another promotion? No, am I thinking about uh, an Australian Gold, he guy? Got, yeah, it was, I think I think I know who you're talking Off about. MMA like, uh, fighter. Chris Fishgold. Mm. Uh, yeah, Chris Fishgold. Uh, he got knocked out uh, not too long ago by Chris uh, Calvin Cater. Mm. So that's that's the only re- uh, reason why I recognize his name. And then uh, this one guy, dude, I, I'm going to have to send you his videos. You're going to have to look up his uh, fights on Fight Pass. But Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, this guy's a fucking killer, dude. Like, this guy has one punch knockout, Shit. turn your lights out, level five knockout. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's he, he is a killer. He's uh, he's on this card, too. And then uh, the co-main, we got Tim Elliott versus Ryan Benoit. Um some flyweights you know you know tim elliott's that redneck uh in your face fighter he's like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) that should be a good one uh but of course you know we're looking forward to the the main event which is calvin cater and dan ege i did enough talking bro what you what you got for this main event right all right so first i just want to say tim elliott that's the guy with the business in the front party in the back always brings a good ass fight i'm actually i always like to see that guy fight even though his record is so shitty and it's like half losses half wins it i think his style kind of just plays into the reason why that is you know because he always wants to put out a show it kind of goes all out you know uh but as far as Ega cater goes Ega and cater is gonna be a really good fight um 
I think Ige, his best option is to bring it down to the floor. I mean, I don't see him having much success as far as boxing with Cater. Uh, just because of the fact that Cater is probably a more polished striker as far, as far as boxing goes. And Ige is a little bit more diverse with the kicks and throw a little bit more diversity in there. But um, if he tries to stand up with someone that's a specialist like Cater, I think he's going to have a hard time. I think his best bet is to kind of get him down to the ground. Grind him out, maybe even try to submit him because he is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I think he even trains at 10th planet or something like that. But, yeah, I know he's a black belt, so I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this fight. Um, I'm actually surprised that Cater took the fight kind of in a way because I was expecting him to get something big. But it only makes sense, though, because Ige is another guy that's the same. He's still coming up the ranks, you know, working himself back up. And with that loss to Zabit, I think it threw cater back so it only makes sense now so what do you have to say about the fight though bro um this fight makes sense um like look for what you said you know uh, after beating stevens and losing the zubi you know your spots you you can't really shout for a top five guy mm -hmm. in my opinion you know um i think you are worthy of a of a of a good opponent once you beat jeremy stevens you know like i think you get a, a pretty good guy a top guy and Ige is a top guy, you know, he's on a win streak. Um, you know, some say that he lost his last fight against Barbosa. I thought so. I thought Barbosa edged that one out. Um, but uh, Ige, like you said, he's gonna, his best bet is to not stand with him and, and try to get him on the ground and, and tire him out. Because um, Cater, his boxing is, he's he's top five, honestly. His boxing is yeah. top five in the UFC. And that, not, not just his division alone, but in the whole UFC, his mm -hmm. boxing is fucking and um i think uh i think cater can get another finish like a late finish maybe third round because this is a five rounder so i'm thinking maybe second third round he can finish he get you know um yeah i think just his combos i think he can hurt he because he gets tough he gets fucking tough so if he could withstand barbosa i think um he can withstand cater for a while until cater just breaks him dude and i think i think he can Mm. I think Cater can break him. Uh, yeah, so I got Cater by like second, maybe at the latest third round stoppage. Ooh, okay. I think I have Cater winning too. I'm not too sure. Um, I feel like Ige is a guy that's tough enough to withstand all five, you know, even if he does get his ass beat the whole time. I feel like he has a heart to stay in there the whole five, so who knows. But um, yeah, bro, let's fucking let's wrap it up with that. We'll have another episode like Wednesday or something. If you're down, I'm off fucking Wednesday, so... I'll be here posted watching the oh, fights. Maybe we could even do like a fight companion for the main card or something like that. We'll see what's up. I have to piss so bad, bro. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you, bro, for making time, honestly, and, and being on the podcast, even though you're out in Vegas having to deal with a bunch of outside stuff, too. So appreciate you for being on, bro. Any last words you got to say? Uh, no doubt. Thanks for having me on, as always, man. Uh, I love this shit, dude. We, this, yeah. uh, the sport we love, uh, we love to talk about and, uh, yeah, we just got. I love that. Uh, regardless of the of the landscape of the world, you know, with this coronavirus, um, we that we still got these fights going on, and you know, just a big ups to to the UFC for for going to the extra lengths to to make sure that everything was, you know, like from what I've been seeing on videos, like those corona tests, the coronavirus tests, uh, the quarantine that they're making fighters do in, in their hotel rooms to just. Just the way they're handling the whole situation, dude. It's like they're they're crossing their T's, dotting their eyes, you know, on yeah. everything. And it's it's cool to see that 
it's a high priority to them, you know, yeah. it's, it's a serious thing, you know. Um, yeah, with that, dude, I mean, I'm just glad we got fucking fights to watch, and to, to break down and to just to enjoy, you know. So, uh, yeah. uh, I'll hit you up Wednesday when we got some more fights to break down. And we'll be back. Thank you guys for listening. I just want to say also, what, what you're saying, coronavirus is super clean and on point out there. They're checking everything. I don't get why they're wearing masks. And I don't get why they didn't do in-ring interviews if they all got tested and they're in a secluded spot. I don't get it, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was weird, but who knows? Thank you for being on the episode, bro. I appreciate you. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Peace out. We'll catch you guys later. Thanks, bro. Take it easy, brother. All right. Peace out, brother. Have a good one. video on youtube titled dangerous psychedelics ayahuasca san pedro and demonic possession well i guess so that, that's how you started well like i think a lot of people stop at we i think there's a lot of different uh, uh components too i think one big one is culture where like it, depending on the culture like the culture was already accepting of weed for a good while that's why it eventually mm -hmm. got legalized in a lot of different states like uh the states or any government won't legalize something until the culture is so for in for it that like not doing it would cause a uh a retraction of people believing in government or relying on them for change mm. so like i think everything is strategic um so like using the culture to see where people are at and then manipulating things in in their direction so like right now corporate uh cannabis i mean uh, cannabis, cannabis sales um that industry